I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. This is an exciting time for the church and the community. The Salt Lake Temple has long occupied a prominent place in this beautiful city and is visited by millions of people from all around the world each year. We look forward to sharing future plans for the renovation of the temple, Temple Square, and the surrounding area. The news conference will proceed as follows. We will first hear from our beloved prophet, President Russell M. Nelson. He will be followed by Bishop Davies and Brother Roberts, who will present the details of the renovation of the Salt Lake Temple. Following their presentation, we will hear from Elder Larry Y. Wilson, who serves as the Executive Director of the Temple Department. At the conclusion of the formal news conference, we will hold a brief question and answer session. So we would ask that you please hold your questions until that point of the program. President Nelson. Good morning. My counselors and I welcome you to historic Temple Square in Salt Lake City. We recognize the presence of the president and matron of the Salt Lake Temple, B. Jackson Jackson Wixom, Jr., and his wife, Rosemary M. Wixom, and other church and government officials and companions who have joined us on this important occasion. As we look with reverent respect and awe at this beautiful and historic Salt Lake Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we remember the courageous pioneers who built this temple. Construction began in 1853 and was completed 40 years later. One of the many evidences of the restoration of the Savior's Church is the building of temples across the world. Temples are precious to us because in them, church members and their families participate in sacred ceremonies and ordinances that are the crowning facet of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The highest blessings that God offers to his faithful children are available only in a temple. Pioneer ancestors erected this iconic Salt Lake Temple. It now stands in stately majesty as a beacon of light to all the world. For 126 years, it has inspired and served generations of Church members. This temple and others built in Utah by these pioneer forebearers represent some of the finest examples of architectural design, engineering, and the use of materials then available. 
They are among the most highly utilized temples in the church. We have a sincere desire, yes, a sacred responsibility to care for them, that they may continue to serve as sacred houses of the Lord for many generations to come. To some extent, buildings are like people. Not only is the aging process inevitable, but it can be unkind. The good news is that buildings can be renovated. The bad news is that needed renovation takes time, and it also takes the buildings out of commission for a season. This magnificent Salt Lake Temple needs refreshing and renovation. In-depth studies have been made to determine its current physical condition. Many areas have been identified that need attention. And now is the time when we should proceed. Therefore, I would like to announce that the Salt Lake Temple will be closed effective December 29, 2029. It will remain closed for a period of approximately four years in order to complete its renovation. We are grateful to officials of Salt Lake City and for the engineers, architects, contractors, and church staff whose skills and cooperative efforts will move these projects along in an efficient and organized manner. We are also deeply grateful for all who will continue their temple worship and services in temples nearby. This project will enhance, refresh, and beautify the temple and its surrounding grounds. Obsolete systems within the building will be replaced. Safety and seismic conditions and concerns will be addressed. Accessibility will be enhanced so that members with limited mobility can be better accommodated. Translation capabilities will also be incorporated. Some of the surrounding grounds will be restored to resemble conditions that existed when the temple was first constructed. Answers to your questions and additional details will be provided shortly by others, as Bishop Kosei has announced. But may I add that every reasonable effort will be made to honor and maintain the temple's historic beauty. We will strive to preserve its reverent setting and character as originally directed by President Brigham Young. In addition to the temple project, work will also be done on the adjacent plaza near the church office building. Surfaces will be repaired, new landscaping, and other improvements will be added. We promise that you will love the results. They will emphasize and highlight the life, ministry, and mission of Jesus Christ in his desire to bless every kindred, nation, tongue, and people. Well, as we watch the renovation of the temple in Temple Square, I invite each of us to renew our dedication to the Lord and his holy work. Today is Good Friday. It, remains, it reminds us that Easter Sunday is nigh. And Easter stands as a recurring testimony 
that Jesus is the Christ, our redeeming Lord and Savior. We express our love for him along with our witness that God lives. Jesus is the Christ. This is his church. I so declare in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Is that the only mistake I've made all day? <laughs> December 29th, 2019. 2019. Is that clear? Okay. Not next year, but this year. This year. Thank you, President Nelson. <clears throat> we thank the First Presidency for their ongoing support and inspired guidance in this very significant and impactful project. We also thank the many consultants, architects, and contractors, some who are here today, who have lent their talents and support to this great undertaking. Now, we are pleased to present to you this morning more details and plans for the Salt Lake Temple renovation. On July 28, 1847, just four days after arriving in the great Salt Lake Valley, Brigham Young, Heber C. Kimball, Willard Richards, Wilford Woodruff, and several others walked from their north camp to a section of land located between two creeks in the heart of the valley. It is recorded that Brigham Young waved his hand and said, and I quote, Here is the 40 acres for the temple. The city can be laid out perfectly square, north and south, east and west, unquote. It was moved and seconded that the temple lot was to be set aside and to contain 40 acres. However, after further review, the 40 acres was later reduced to 10. But construction did not begin immediately. The most important task facing church leaders was to settle the saints, plant crops, and prepare the way for the many thousands who would soon come to Zion and for the building up of the kingdom. It wasn't until 1853 that Brigham Young determined to begin work. On February 14, 1853, ground was broken. This is an actual photograph. At the groundbreaking, Brigham Young spoke for about 30 minutes. Then, after an interlude of music and song, Heber C. Kimball offered a prayer consecrating the ground. The First Presidency led the procession to the southeast corner of the temple site where they loosened a piece of frozen earth about one foot square. President Young then lifted his spade and cast the first shovelful of earth aside for the building of the temple, and the work commenced. Many Church members tithed their time and resources for the building of the temple the project was monumental, even by today's standards. It would take another 40 years to complete the majestic edifice. Stone was quarried from the nearby mountains, trees were felled from nearby forests, and every effort was made to erect a lasting monument to God and to His people. The temple was dedicated 40 years later by President Wilford Woodruff on April 6, 1893. This is an actual photo from that day. Just one year before completion of the main building, a temple entry and offices were started and completed and dedicated with the temple. 
Often referred to as the Temple Annex, it provided temple patron entry, assembly rooms, and places to record ordinances that were to be performed. The original annex, as seen in this picture, stood about 100 feet north of the temple proper. Designed by Joseph Don Carlos Young, its architecture was described as Byzantine. Temple patrons entered the temple through this annex. This photo, also from the late 1930s, shows the graceful and reverent nature of the grounds and the development of several other buildings on Temple Square, including the Assembly Hall and Information Center. Pilots lost on their way to Salt Lake Airport just had to look at the tabernacle roof. The Salt Lake Temple has been renovated many times since its original dedication. The most extensive renovation took place from 1962 to 1966. During that renovation, new plumbing, electrical, heating, and air conditioning systems were installed. Historic finishes were painted over to match 1960s design aesthetics. The original temple entry and annex was demolished, and a new, much larger entry and support facilities were constructed. A ceiling addition was also added to the north side of the temple. Both the annex and the addition were faced with granite from the original quarry and were designed to match the architecture of the temple. Now, this is the temple and surrounding environment as we know it today. The temple and support facilities have served the Church with distinction. However, there are a number of needs which President Nelson referred to in his comments. The mechanical systems need updating and replacement. The deck surrounding the temple is worn, weathered, it leaks, and needs replacing. The temple's structural condition is very good, but it was designed and built to standards that are very old and antiquated. It is our desire to refresh, renovate, and structurally strengthen the temple to serve and protect patrons and to preserve the temple for years to come. In order to make the desired improvements, this South Visitor Center that we're sitting in this morning and the current temple entry buildings and annex on the north will be removed and replaced with new facilities. Brother Roberts will share more details on the technical work, but we desire to share with you the concept designs of the new site and buildings. As announced in General Conference, as shown here, the plaza between State Street and Main Street Plaza will be improved. The plaza and landscapes from State Street on the east to the Main Street Plaza will be repaired and refreshed with greater emphasis on the visitor experience and on the Savior. West of the Main Street Plaza, the temple renovation and nearby site improvements will extend from North Temple to South Temple and between the Tabernacle and Main Street Plaza. The project will include removal of the existing temple entry and annex, removal of this South Visitor Center, renovation of the historic temple, construction of new temple entry buildings and visitors' pavilions, and new hardscape and landscaping. Two new temple entry pavilions and guest waiting areas will be erected on the north side of the temple and two new visitors' pavilions on the south. The Salt Lake Temple is the center of Temple Square and the heart of the Church Headquarters campus. 
The new site improvements will allow for better patron and visitor access and views to the temple and through Temple Square. As mentioned, the existing temple entry and annex will be demolished and replaced. This is a view of the annex today from North Temple Street, looking south toward the temple. With the, north, the new North Pavilions, new entrances will be provided for a more inviting perspective and better access to temple grounds. The architecture of the annex will be complementary and supportive of the historic temple, providing stunning new vistas and a new perspective to its design. Temple patrons will enter the temple through these new entry pavilions. The furnishings and accessories in the annex will be consistent with the beauty and dignity of the temple. Large skylights will bring natural light and views of the temple to the new grand hall of the annex below. This is the current view of the temple from South Temple Street. With the removal of the South Visitor Center and portions of the historic wall, visitors will feel more welcomed and invited to enjoy historic Temple Square. As noted, the South Visitor Center will be replaced with two new buildings or pavilions. This will provide improved views and access to the Temple Grounds and Temple Square from South Temple. Now we invite Brother Brent Roberts, Managing Director of the Special Projects Department, to present more of the technical aspects of this renovation. Thank you, President Nelson and Bishop Davies. I've been asked to share a few brief comments and overview of this significant project. My comments are not to be a comprehensive technical summary, but should give you a glimpse into months and years of careful and deliberate planning. The Salt Lake Temple renovation is similar in many ways to the renovation in the 1960s. All the temple's aging mechanical, electrical, and plumbing systems will be replaced. The work is a project the work of the project is a mix of preservation, restoration, renovation, and new construction. Extensive research has been undertaken regarding such things as soil composition, granite strength, concrete and plaster samplings, and vibration movement modeling. Additional research has been coordinated in cooperation with the Church History Department on the historical aspects of the temple, including its original design and subsequent modifications. A detailed study of this research includes paint samples, murals, millwork, and furniture. As President Nelson has stated, where possible, efforts will be made to preserve the unique history of the temple. The renovation will include a significant, significant seismic upgrade to help withstand a large magnitude earthquake. A base isolation system will be installed. This system is one of the most effective means of protecting the structure against these earthquake forces. It is a collection of structural elements which would substantially decouple the temple from the earth, thus protecting the building's structural integrity. 
This is a section view of the base isolators that will hold up the temple. You can see that they are in red, the base isolators. The installation of the base isolation system will be challenging and time-consuming. It will require deep excavations around the historic footings and foundation of the temple. The work will also require strengthening the stone spires and walls. The engineering and contractor companies preparing designs for this work have significant experience in base isolation. This unique system will preserve the historic footings of the temple shown in this 1960 photo. Once complete, it will protect people, the historic building, and the beautiful interior and exterior finishes in the event of a large magnitude earthquake. Let me assure you that we understand that construction puts any project at greater risk for incidents, including fire. As we have done in the past and will continue in the future, we are working closely with the contractor, church risk management, local fire officials to finalize our fire prevention plan. As part of the construction, we will install a new access tunnel from North Temple Street to the temple. This tunnel will allow direct access from the temple from, or to the temple from the conference center parking garage, as depicted in the cross-section slide. The temple can be entered from a tunnel or entry pavilions. Both of these entries will lead to the newly constructed Grand Hall and into the temple. This is a conceptual rendering of what the Grand Hall will look like when completed. The new temple addition, the new construction portion, will have all necessary and required systems and services to support the temple. The Salt Lake Temple will close on December 29, 2019, and we expect the renovation to be completed by 2024. Both pedestrian and vehicle traffic issues will be coordinated closely with Salt Lake City. It is intended that during the construction of uh, during the construction the other facilities on Temple Square will remain open to the public. We will work diligently to maintain the regular functions and surrounding facilities during our construction activities. We look forward to the continued coordination with Salt Lake City, the state of Utah, and many associated departments of the church headquarters in this historic renovation. Thank you. Good morning. I am grateful for the invitation of the First Presidency to share the operational impact of the Salt Lake Temple closure later this year. There are numerous matters to consider when a temple is closed for an extended renovation. My remarks are intended to answer questions about the impact of the temple closure. The Salt Lake Temple is one of the largest operating temples of the Church and serves patrons in the Salt Lake Valley as well as many other Church members who visit Salt Lake City from around the world. During the renovation, patrons who normally attend the Salt Lake Temple are welcome to attend other nearby temples, including the Ogden, Bountiful, Jordan River, Draper, and Ochre Mountain, Utah temples. These temples are making preparations to welcome additional patrons, although we expect there may be occasions when they experienced increased waiting. 
Addresses and schedules for all temples can be found online at temples.churchofjesuschrist.org. There are no plans to formally reassign any stakes to other temple districts during the closure. Youth and adult church members are invited to attend any temple of their choosing. We are grateful for the excellent work being done by the presiding bishopric of the church and their associates. We are excited about the improvements to the patron experience resulting from enhancements to the Salt Lake Temple. For example, we currently have no ability to accommodate patrons who do not speak English. After the completion of this significant project, the temple will be able to serve members who speak more than 86 different languages. This will be a great blessing for members of the church around the world who wish to worship in the Salt Lake Temple. Additionally, during the closure, administrative meetings currently held by church leaders in the temple will then be held in designated areas of the Joseph Smith Memorial Building. The closure will also impact thousands of church members who volunteer their time to serve as workers in the temple. We express our heartfelt gratitude for these faithful and dedicated workers as well as to our devoted employees. Following established precedent, the temple presidency and all ordinance workers will be formally released after the temple closes for renovation. We again express appreciation to those who are contributing to this renovation and are grateful for their efforts to restore and beautify this magnificent and historic house of the Lord. We look forward to the time when we can invite everyone to tour the inside of the temple during the public open house. Members of the Church everywhere look forward to the day when the Salt Lake Temple will be rededicated and resume its sacred purposes. Thank you. You have been listening to a special press conference carried live from Temple Square in downtown Salt Lake City here at KSL News Radio. And, of course, uh, the announcement of renovations that will be happening not only with the Salt Lake Temple, but also with Temple Square itself and the surrounding plaza. A most interesting, and of course, uh, this press conference highlighted with comments from President Russell M. Nelson, the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Boyd Matheson is joining us right now. Boyd, we had the chance to watch this on uh, the computer here and, of course, listen to the comments on KSL. What, What an amazing day for someone who has been around on Temple Square for my entire lifetime. I saw those renovations of the 1960s and some that were in the 1980s. And now to anticipate the changes that are coming in 2019, the very tail end of the year for the next four years, there were some amazing announcements made today. There really is, Doug. Uh, this is going to be a uh, significant project and uh, really a great renewal. The, the work on the building itself in terms of the seismic impact is fascinating uh, we saw similarities of what they did with the temple in Chile, where they also deal with a lot of earthquakes. Uh, so it, it's really a sophisticated process there. The uh, tearing down of portions of the wall around Temple Square, opening that up uh, is going to be just stunning. Uh, 
in in a really significant way and and really creating the focus on the temple uh, and then on the the life of the Savior Jesus Christ. So it, it's going to be a big. I, I I keep coming back, Doug, to the uh, to the old Winston Churchill quote that we shape our buildings and then our buildings shape us. Right. Uh, I thought it was interesting that President Nelson in his remarks today. Uh, talked about how uh, as we look at this renewal going on uh, with the temple and temple square uh, inviting everyone to uh, to renew themselves a little bit as well and their uh, their focus on good friday uh, in particular uh, focusing on the savior uh, what a most interesting time to make this announcement and i will tell you that president nelson my ears were just glued on what he was saying to begin with, but really, really came to attention when he said the grounds will be more like they were when the temple was built. And I thought, okay, where is this taking us? And when he talked about some of the buildings that will be removed, the new buildings that will be put in place, and as you already mentioned, the wall, you know, ever since I was a little kid, that wall has been very, very significant for Temple Square, the, the stories, the lure, and so on of securing that very sacred spot and the rendition of what that view will be like from South Temple looking in. And it's not like it will be just flat open uh, and so on. There will be the, the gated area that we're somewhat familiar with other parts of the wall itself. But, wow, what an amazing addition that is going to be. Yeah, the, the, the openness of the grounds is going to be really significant. The views are going to be just stunning, as you mentioned, Doug, both from the south uh, looking north, but also from the north looking back uh, to the south. Uh, again, that openness where they're going to have this grand hall, which will be the the main entrance point there, uh, is going to be just absolutely stunning as well. Uh, I think it's also interesting, Doug, that uh, as they went through some of that, four years obviously is a long time. Uh, you've got the governor and the mayor of Salt Lake City there, a lot of local people uh, that are part of this uh, announcement today because it will impact the city and the downtown area for the for the next four years. Uh, I know they're moving into a, a Q&A session uh, here uh, at the press conference, uh, and we'll cover that. We'll pick up some of that uh, during my show at 1230 today. We'll also have Rick Turley, uh, who has, as far as a historical mind, uh, he'll be able to share some great insight as well. So we'll, we'll be able to do a little deeper dive uh, as we continue on through the day today. I have such an enormous respect for Rick Turley. I've I've known him for a long, long time, and when he was, of course, the uh, assistant church historian, and then he took a position within uh, church public relations. Uh, he his knowledge of history in general, his abilities are incredible, and I really look forward to his insights on your program. I might mention too that on our Sunday edition on Channel Five Sunday morning, right before the uh, the Tabernacle Choir broadcast, we'll have Carol McKee who will be joining us as well. I thought it was significant, especially in this week, when the entire world mourned over the tragedy that occurred at, uh, at Notre Dame in Paris, that specifically, and, uh, and again, after what also happened with the, uh, the, the grand old building mm-hmm. down in Provo, which is now the, the Provo City Temple, that fire was specifically mentioned. I thought that that was somewhat comforting because as we've heard in the commentary surrounding Notre Dame, that a building is at its most vulnerable, ironically, these, these amazing buildings 
that are being renovated and so historic and they're iconic in the world, yes. they are most vulnerable when they're being renovated. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. Uh, and and really interesting, uh, Doug, as we as we look at Notre Dame and and that renovation process, we know the other uh, pioneer era temples uh, are also in the process of being renovated or will be in the in the coming years. Uh, really interesting, Doug, when uh, when Wilford Woodruff uh, offered the dedicatory prayer to the Salt Lake Temple in uh, 1893. There's a really interesting section uh, in that prayer, and it's almost like he was anticipating. Uh, today, because he 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 says uh, this in the, in that dedicatory prayer. He says, "When thy people shall not have the opportunity of entering this holy house," <laughs> so he was preparing for yeah. this day when they wouldn't be able to enter. But he says that they would continue to look to the temple, and that they would turn their faces toward the holy house. Uh, so he understood that even when the entrance wasn't going to be possible, looking to the temple and looking to this uh, renewal and this restoration and renovation uh, would help guide and shape the hearts of the people. I just found that fascinating. It's the, it's the third to the last paragraph of, from uh, 1893 and just talks about there will be a time when they won't be able to enter, but you should keep yeah. looking to it. I think that's pretty instructive for, uh, for everybody in the downtown area. This is such an amazing day for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, those who love beautiful architecture, this wonderful place of peace, regardless of your religious affiliation, and to hear what is in store and to take it back to represent maybe a little bit more of the pioneer spirit when the temple itself was built that President Nelson uh, alluded to. I thought it was interesting, too, when the architect was talking about securing the building seismically. Uh, This is an amazing process, but it's not revolutionary. That's the same thing that happened with the renovation of the Capitol building up on Capitol Hill in Salt Lake City. It's the same thing that they did to the beautiful and very historic Salt Lake. uh, We we still call it the the city and county building in downtown Salt Lake City. That idea of basically putting them, elevating them, and setting them on these rubber absorbers that uh, will protect those iconic buildings from earthquake. It's it's an amazing process, and it will be most interesting to see what Temple Square and the surrounding plaza, what the views will be like in downtown Salt Lake City in about four and a half years from now. Yes, absolutely. It's going to be, uh, again, it's going to be incredible to, to watch. Uh, hopefully we'll get some uh, uh, live stream cameras going so we can uh, <laughs> see how that whole process rolls forward there. But I think it will be both instructive and, and like you said, Doug, it's it's amazing how these buildings really do unite. It was uh, just stirring the reaction from around the world uh, to Catholics, non-Catholics, religious, non-religious people as we recognize the importance of these buildings and how they really do shape our communities and, and have impact. And again, on, on this kind of week and an Easter week to boot, uh, to be able to focus on uh, the Salt Lake Temple, uh, what's, what happened at uh, Notre Dame, and, and the restoration that we'll see there, the renewal. Uh, President Nelson just sent a uh, personal note to the Pope yesterday uh, talking about his hope that uh, that Notre Dame would once again emerge in renewal and revival uh, and would, would be a great place for generations to come. Uh, I think it's interesting that all of those things came together in this particular week, uh, and I think there's a, a lot of very fascinating stories yet to come. When President Nelson talked about the reverence, the respect, and the awe for this 126-year-old building, I think I think everybody, again, regardless of what their religious uh, affiliation might or might not be, I think, uh, I think everybody has a, a reverence and a respect and an awe for 
amazing architecture like that, something that required so much sacrifice and is so significant to peoples in their community. Boyd, thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to look forward to uh, listening to you as we uh, drive home from our remote today. All right. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Doug. Boyd Matheson with us, who is the opinion editor for the Deseret News, and also, of course, you hear him daily here at KSL News Radio at uh, 1230 each and every day. There was that one little moment when uh, President Nelson said 2029, and it sounded like the voice of Dolan Oaks, uh, Dolan H. Oaks, uh, who is uh, (laughs) first counselor to, uh, is he first or second counselor? I'm trying to remember. First First counselor. counselor. I, I, I got that right. Thank you. But he just kindly and gently corrected uh, President Nelson, and President Nelson said something to the effect, is that the only mistake I've made today? It was an amazing moment, a very historic moment with, uh, within our local history and, of course, the history of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, today. He said 2029, and, of course, the renovation will start in or the temple will be closed in December of this year, 2019.